knowledge you want. Malik books has all the knowledge you need. Malik books. Yeah, they have all the books that the whole wide world wanna read. Malik books. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Malik's Bookshelf, bringing a world together with books, culture, and community. Hi, my name is Malik, your host of Malik's Bookshelf. This has been an explosive weekend going into my birthday, March 4th, as a matter of fact. I skipped last week. I got sick, but I'm back. I'm stocked and I'm loaded with great content. But let me tell you this. This week, I gained my strength. I was back at 100 and we hosted several events. One at Adams Elementary, a book fair, where I went out and I was able to talk for just a few minutes with all the students because they was curating a black history celebration with drummers and dancers. So I got a chance just to introduce Malik and myself and our book fair and what we do. So I'm going to feature that little two-minute segment because I think that is inspirational. But outside of that, we also hosted Black Children Book Week at Malik Books. And that was incredible. We brought in, I'm not going to say brought in, but we helped host in partnership with C.J. Charles and six other Black women children authors, a event called the Black Children Book Week at Malik Books on March 2nd, and each author did a story time as well as a book signing. And the community came out, and we rocked it. It was electric. It was explosive. It was engaging. It was phenomenal. It's always a pleasure when we target the youth, the young, and our children, because they are our voice. They are our future. And I got a chance to do a podcast right on the spot with all seven to talk about that book. So I'm going to feature that podcast in the store that we took, we did, we did while they, while we hosted the Black Children Book Week. So this was a phenomenal week. Let me tell you something. We had community going all week long. That, you know. We had other events. We had another event that we were the book, official book representative for Anita Phillips, who wrote a book called The Garden Within. I didn't get a chance because I, hey, my wife had to go over there and she had to host that event. I had to host the Black Children Book Week at, at Malik Books at the Westfield Culver City Mall. And my wife had to go to Los Angeles to host the book signing and be be there for the Garden Within at with Anita Phillip in conversation with the First Lady at West Angeles. And that was just on Saturday, March 2nd. But before that, like I said, we were at um, downtown at a hospital. Called, oh, no, I'm sorry, in Santa Monica at J- St. John's at a hospital uh, around Wednesday where we curated a, a list of books for a hospital, Black History Celebration. And met a lot of nurses and doctors, and we got a chance to sing, lift every voice and sing 
with, uh, they have a daycare at the St. John's Hospital in Santa Monica. So we all sang in unity with uh, the preschool that's at the hospital. And they, they call it a taste of soul where they offer different food curations from black history, African, Jamaican, Caribbean, American, you know. So that was really nice. And that was really uh, positive um, that to be able to be in that space and celebrate our culture. You know, and that's what black history month is all about, even though black history is 365 days a year. It's just taking time out to give thanks and honor to now, you know, it's more than just talking about slavery. It's about our contributions as uh, to America and to the world. That's what typically now what black history is all about now. Um, it's evolved because we evolved and no critical race theory is going to change that, stop that. Um, we're going to tell our stories, tell our voice, elevate our stories. You know, our children, you know, is our future. And that's what this um, segment or, or episode is all about. You know, our children is our future. And I went to the school at Adams Elementary out Long Beach and we hosted a book fair and got a chance to inspire some of the kids because readers are leaders and leaders are readers, right? Read to achieve. That's what I told them. That was my message. And did the Black Children Book Week at Malik Bulls. And also, I went to pilgrimage. And it's an honor. Look, Malik has been invited to a lot of events and getting paid to speak my heart. Getting paid to talk about something that's near and dear. I had, I got paid three different honorariums this week. I went to pilgrimage elementary downtown also on Monday. I had two speaking engages on Monday. I went, started off on Monday, I believe that's the 27th February, and talked about, uh, at Pilgrim Elementary, we had, this is the first time I've met in person all the black bookstores in Los Angeles or surrounding, right? So we, they brought us in to talk about black books, black bookstore, and our resilience. And they brought all of us together. This first time I got a chance to meet some of the owners uh, I knew I knew of them. We follow each other. Occasionally, we DM each other. But in this case, I was got a chance to uh, meet uh, uh, Nikki from Octavia Bookshelf out in Pasadena, uh, Ashe uh, from Salt Eaters in Inglewood, and Jazzy from uh, Reparations Club just in Los Angeles. So we all got a chance uh, to meet and talk. And have a conversation with all the students about black books, our story as, and I believe that's what it was called. I did a podcast on the same um, title, Our Story, Our Voices. That's crazy. <laughs> and my last, matter of fact, that was my last episode, I did Our Story, Our Voices. Guess what? That was the title of this particular segment. So, you know, Malik do what he always do. You know, he dropped. You know, his insight, you know, my experience and so forth. And I enjoyed it talking, being in a panel, me and April, we got a chance to talk and share our story. And um, and it was wonderful. Um, this first time, I think, um, me and April was in a panel together. So I, I enjoyed that. And, and along with the other bookstores. So we did that. And, and that was really nice. And, you know, we excited the, the kids and 
the students there, and that was wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And so um, I'm going to drop that conversation on this segment. Yes, our children, our future, right? So I'm going to drop that one. I'm going to drop the conversation I had with Pilgrims Elementary. I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's Pilgrims Elementary. I just talked about Adams Elementary. And also um, the segment I did um, with the podcast with seven black women authors uh, for Black Children Book Week. I'm going to drop that segment um, as as well because uh, uh, that went down this Saturday, March 2nd. But also on March, I'm sorry, February 27th, Monday, um, after we left Pilgrim's Elementary, we went to downtown to this foundation called, um, you know what, I, it eludes me and I'm doing podcasts live and I don't have it in front of me, but it's a foundation. They do great work. They uh, try to solve the homeless. They try to bring, uh, affect uh, endeavors in education and social justice and so forth. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was the Care Foundation downtown Los Angeles. And so they brought us in. They have a black history panel. Um, they fed us, paid us. <laughs> I got another autograph. So, um, but that was a great panel and a great discussion about black futurism. All right. About Los Angeles, black to the future. That's what that was called. Black to the future. And I want to feature that on this segment, but I don't, I'm not sure because of the time, but uh, so I might say that for a later date. But I just wanted to share the community outreach and the community um, events that I was blessed to uh, be a part of, that is, and speak. And so that one was black, black to the future. And we just talked about Los Angeles now and what we can expect in the future. And so I want to share my thoughts and what I had to say on that. But I don't think that I'm going to share that on this particular episode because of the fact that uh, this it, it might make this one too long. So let me say that one for later. Black to the future. Let me say that for later. Black to the future. Let me say that for later. Black to the future. Let me say that for later. You know, I'm feeling good. You can feel the vibe. You can feel the energy. You can feel the soul right now. And I'm hot. I'm hot. And I'm hot. So Thank you, thank you, and enjoy this episode. Our children, our future. Happy, happy Black History Month! Thank you for being here. Today we have a special treat for you guys. We have Malik's bookstore up here. Tell you about his bookstore. Thank you, Malik. Thank you, Miss Brown. Well, 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 we got a beautiful day to put on a book fair, don't we? And a black history event. You need to thank your school for organizing this. Give them a round of applause. We're grateful to be here today. I'm Malik, this is April, and we are the owners of Malik Books. So we're gonna host a book fair today. Now, we got two locations in Los Angeles, one in the Baldwin Hills Creation Mall and one in Culver City, Westfield Mall. 
Westfield Corporate City Mall. So we got two stores, all right, to invite you out to our store. But today, we're going to give you a taste of what we got at Malik Book. Because look, as you can see right behind us, we stocked and loaded with books. Our specialty is African-American and diversity books. You know why? Because children are 100% of our future. You're the future leaders. Everything that these teachers do, everything that we do is for you. You know why? Because we got to pass the torch to you. And you know, books is a major part of your development. So that's why we do what we do with books. And we want you to see yourself in these books so that you can love yourself in these books. Because readers are leaders. And leaders are readers. You got to read to achieve. I'm excited about the Black History event that's going to take place today. And I just grateful and thankful that your school invited us to come out here and be with you today. And so hey, I want y'all to come over after the event, the Black History event. Come and see what we have in store for you. Bring some money too, because we're selling the books. All right? <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, all right, let's give Mr. Malik a big round of applause. I love his tone of voice. He is strong and courageous. This was a wonderful conversation that took place at Pilgrimage Elementary where four black independent bookstore owners were on set. Me and April were there, Malik Books representing, and three other bookstores. And this is just excerpts. Uh, the conversation is just too long to air. I think I might air the entire conversation at another time. But on this particular episode, I just pulled out the excerpts when we got an opportunity to speak. Um, from the questions that was asked. So and enjoy this conversation because it's just uh, my insight to our children, our voices. Hi, my name is Malik Muhammad, founder and co-owner of Malik Books. I'm glad to be here. Children of one of the center of our future. We've got a couple of stores located in Los Angeles and uh, we'll pass the mic. Hi, my name is the question that was asked were any of us published as bookstore owners
This question is regarding what inspired me to become a bookstore owner. She, she took me back to Henry Lane. Um, I started reminiscing off of my journey. You know, I had a degree from USC um, back in 87 when I graduated. But one thing I didn't have, I didn't have a knowledge of self. I didn't have a good view of myself. I didn't think of myself you know, or my ancestors in a positive manner. That was my inspiration for opening up the late books. Because books made a difference when I read began to see a different world and a different perspective than what I learned in college. And things today that you might know, I didn't know back in 87 when I graduated from USC. So my inspiration was to give voice to the voices and to allow our voice to be heard. So I opened up a bookstore because in 1990, with the belief that if books can change my life, I felt that it can change my community life. And anything that you want to find, you can find it. And this panel today, I think it's called with our stories, our voices. You know, our voice matters, and our stories matters. And we all have bookstores because a lot of these books, for a long time, wasn't in mainstream bookstores. And these books were hard to find. And so we opened up a space to provide an opportunity to talk about our culture, our history, our people, and give voice to the voices. And so that was my whole mission why I opened up Malik Books in 1990. Now, before that, in 84, so I ran in the Olympics. I'm an Olympian. I ran in the 1984 Olympic Games in Coliseum. I ran in 100 years, 200 years. Um, I also was a mortgage consultant. So I help people buy real estate, because homes are the biggest investment that you'll find that you want to make most, most of y'all in your life. But I met a person, and that's what each one teach one. And as a result, he showed me some things I, I, I questioned. And so, just like I told you went to that store, I went to that store. And I bought $400 worth of books because I didn't know things, yet I had a degree from college. So everything you find in school, you can still learn on your own. And bookstore is a place you can go to learn whatever you want to know and whatever you want to be, you can find in a book. Now, I'm going to pass this mic uh, to my wife because anything you want to do in the world requires a sacrifice. And all of us have made a sacrifice to do what we do. And it has been always a time and an opportunity where in our communities, which are underserved, our people would just walk by with patient not with support. But it didn't discourage us from making a difference and still being there every day. I was there even if nobody came in that store in 1990. Because we're not conditioned to support our own. This is something you'll find out later on. But whatever you do in life, it requires a sacrifice. Nothing is done in an instant. Nothing is gained overnight. You go to school from the time you're five to you're 18 got to decide that you want to go to college and continue your education. You're not going to get to where you want to go unless you make sacrifice, unless you work hard, unless you study, unless you believe you can be ready to achieve. But I want to let my wife tell you about her sacrifice. I seen him have a dream that 
I said, wow, you get up every day and nobody's coming to the store. I get up every day and work 12-hour shifts and everybody's there because they have no choice to be there. So I said to myself, well, during the pandemic, I said, you know, I'm going to work, saving everyone else. And I'm coming home, almost destroying my own family because of the pandemic. So I told my husband, I said, I'm going to make a sacrifice. And I'm going to follow you blindly with this bookstore. And I'm so grateful today that I've that I done that because we have two small children that seen me sacrifice a career that's not easy to achieve. And I sacrificed that out of love and love blindly for him and my daughter. During the pandemic, um, she's a reader and she's a, a, a visual reader. She, I see her and she sits at her desk or wherever she has a book. Wherever she goes, she has a book. She's smiling and doing things. I'm like, daughter, what are you doing? Um, she said, I'm reading. And she can tell me what she is reading and I can see it. So I said, I have to do something. So in the pandemic, she read 70 books, 70 books. And I said, this is amazing. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. So with that sacrifice, I did leave nursing and I have been doing this ever since. So that is a great big sacrifice. Black people. That, I didn't grow up with that. 
Y'all going over that. And we hope that makes a difference in your life because you got to love yourself to be yourself. And that's how you be successful in this world. So characters matter in these books. How you see yourself matter in these books because you don't want to be alienated all on the spot, not loving yourself, not seeing yourself, not having friends. So that's, what, that's why I became, coined that term book activist because of the work we've been able to do in the last 30 years. storytelling and right now I'm gonna let them tell a story about their book on the podcast so we're gonna go right down the line well my sister no one can tell you about your book better than you so you know what my sister I'm gonna bring she wrote the book my beautiful son I won't get no names wrong right, well, I'm gonna let them introduce their name we're gonna go down starting on the right my name is Fatmata Jalo and I'm the author of my beautiful son and it's a story about a mother's love for a son. It's a love letter reminding them to stay young and youthful. And it's just to remind them that regardless of how the world would see them later on, they're still beautiful souls inside. And the added bonus is that I donate 90% of my proceeds to social justice causes. 90%? Yes, sir. What? You can't eat on 10%. <laughs> I can't, but there are bigger problems in my eating. <laughs> you heard it. Straight what? from the author. Next. Come on, hello, Coco. Learn how to wash their hands as they cook and help around the house as well. 
I know grown men don't wash their hands. <laughs> you know, that's one thing out of COVID we learned. Washing the hands keeps some germs away. <laughs> we shouldn't have to wait for a pandemic to do some basic sanitizing. And, you know, and that's a cultural and humanitarian thing is to wash your hands. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Next. My name is Alexis Moselle, and my children's book is I Know I Can. And the inspiration behind my book is my son, uh, Amir. He's actually the main character. And my book spotlights different African-American male careers that paved the way for young black boys to be whatever it is they want to be. Bingo, bingo. Well, you know, I know I can't. That's important. You know mm -hmm. why? Because many of us don't believe we do nothing. Mm -hmm. And it starts with how we look. We don't like a lot of us. Some of us do. I know I did when I came out of college. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the reason why I opened up Millie's book. Mm -hmm. Because I didn't have a knowledge self. I had a degree, mm -hmm. but I didn't have a knowledge itself. Mm -hmm. I didn't know black people achieved so much incredible things around the world. Mm -hmm. Black history is world history. Mm -hmm. And I just didn't know that coming out of uh, college. I had a degree, but I didn't have knowledge itself. Mm -hmm. So that's what my motivation for opening Millie. So you got to know I can. And I use Barack Obama mm -hmm. as an inspiration mm -hmm. for youth and young. Why? Mm -hmm. Because. You know, we didn't think he was going to win, but he won. <laughs> you know, we hoped he won. And so, um, you know, but he shattered the impossibility, what mm -hmm. I'm saying. I'm saying yep. that that's the, to me, it ain't about the policy, mm -hmm. but it's the fact that he what he done shattered the impossible. Mm -hmm. And so when I hear little kids and adults say they can't do, I say, no, you can do. Because we have we have somebody that you know you didn't believe mm -hmm. was going to win. And he won. And so put your mind, put your soul, put your heart into whatever you want to be. Mm -hmm. Because I know I can't. <laughs> Come on, next. Okay. <laughs> My name is Crystal Hawkins. I'm the co-founder of Black Girl, Brown Girl Books. And the brown girl that here is here today is Ingrid Estrada Darley. Um, our children's book publishing company is designed solely to increase the representation of black and brown characters. Research shows that you're more likely to see a white character, a car, or an animal before you see a black or brown character. So we're intentional about changing that. Our books are designed for kids zero to eight because by eight years old, 90% of your adult brain is developed. And so you're really learning to navigate the world around you and get a sense of self. Our books are bilingual English-Spanish, so our babies can have access to dual language books to strengthen them in all that they'll do. We have two books. Our Los Angeles is our two main characters, Crystal and Lizette. They take you on a tour around LA, highlighting some really great places. We run by the Marathon Store, shout out to Nip. We go to Randy Donuts, Watts Towers. A lot of times when our babies look in books, they don't see their communities. You're more likely to see the Hollywood sign or the Golden Gate Bridge, really bringing it home for our babies in LA. And in Soul Sisters, we tell the actual friendship story of myself, Crystal, and Ingrid, growing up in South Central LA, products of LA Unified, meeting at Figueroa Elementary, and the importance of sharing and celebrating culture. Y para mi gente que habla español, los libros están en inglés y en español para que los chiquitos puedan aprender los dos lenguajes. Muchas gracias. I, I think that means what? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so this is this is wonderful, wonderful. Um, you know, um, board books are very special. Um, you know, for the, especially for the youngsters, that, you know, because they like to tear pages. And they, you know, <laughs> them picture books don't work for them. So, but yep. these, they can give them these books. Mm -hmm. So, this is wonderful. 
um, with your achievement and what you brought for this rich culture out here in Los Angeles. Thank so thank you for your contribution. Thank you. Thank you. All right, who we got next? Okay, hello everyone. My name is Tyone Patterson. I'm the author of the Tamia T. Scott series. My children's books are for kids birth to seven years old and they teach vocabulary and sentences. Um, it's important that our kids see themselves in children's books. They need to see their hair, their skin, their culture, and vice versa. It's important for the world to see our children in children's books as well. We're all culturally different and it gives us the opportunity to learn about each other's culture. Um, so yeah. That's me. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. You know, um, I, I, I enjoyed the interaction today that you had with the, with, with the kids and whatnot. You have a powerful voice and a strong voice, authoritarian. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, I said all right. You know, you, you command, you know, the room. All right. And that's what you need, especially you dealing with them youngsters. You know, you, you, know, you got to take control. You know, we got to guide them, you know, to elevate them. We got to get them to listen. They don't want, you know, they got their own way. Well, you know, um, you're doing a marvelous job. Thank you for your contribution to uh, our culture, our community, and the time you spend to make a difference in our youth and our young because they are 100% of our future. Anything else you'd like to say about this beautiful book? <laughs> um, just support me um, uh, you guys um, I have a website at www.tmiatscottseries.com and thank you so much Malik for this amazing platform and allowing us to enter your space in your community and just sharing our books with you guys and your community as well so thank, thank you, you thank you thank you <laughs> alright alright next <laughs> a day out of no a day out with Kennedy yes is so, that what a little girl going out on a date? <laughs> you know, I, you know, uh, my my baby's sixteen and she still can't date. <laughs> That's all good. Go ahead. Yes, so my name come is, on, right? Come on to the center. <laughs> so my name is Jasmine Phillips, and so this book I like it so much because it represents a black family with a father in a home, and so that's good for us to see that in this book to see a healthy family and that they're whole and they're happy. That's a good representation. So that was the whole, whole purpose of this book. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, you know, um, it all starts at the home. Yes. <laughs> it don't start at the school. It don't start in the streets. It starts right there at the home. Mm -hmm. And we need to make sure that we're solid and the yes. foundation is right mm -hmm. at home if we are to make a difference in our youth and our young. Yeah. You got a what, about five books, though? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's it. <laughs> yeah. 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 right? Not one. I'm still, well, I got one. You know, well, I got a chapter from devastation to elevation. <laughs> it's a chapter. Maybe one day I'll have a feature book out of it for my chapter. But, but you know, five books, you know, uh, you writing in your sleep. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and I illustrated it. Them as well. Well, hey, well, an artist and a writer. Yes. Give it up for my yes. sister. Yes. Now, 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 CJ Charles is coming up. Um, you know, she's instrumental in helping plan this entire event, Black Children Book Week. Um, she approached me to host it here at Malik Books. I'm honored. So, um, we say the best for last. Oh, no. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. No knock on the other authors, <laughs> you know. We love them all. But uh, but uh, let's give it up for CJ. Oh, yes. Yes. Thanks, Thanks, everybody. <laughs> I'm
I'm CJ Charles. I'm the author of My Mother's a Superhero and Miss April's a Superhero. I write bilingual books. Um, our books are aimed to help children to learn to appreciate the superheroes in their lives on a daily basis, those caring adults who love them and take care of them. We want to get our kids back to being appreciative and caring and loving uh, so they go into the world to be awesome human beings. But I want to thank everyone behind me. All these ladies helped me plan Black Children's Book Week with Malik. We couldn't do anything without him in April, so we want to thank everybody who came out today. Support us next year, too. This is the first of many, many, many years of celebrating Black Books in Los Angeles. So thank you so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. Y'all always made y'all made the show. You know, I'm just thankful I can host it. You know, y'all put in the real work. This first time I didn't have to hold, do a whole lot to have a book. So I'm thankful and thankful. We're gonna do many more, and I appreciate y'all. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I hope my audience enjoyed that. I was wonderful. These are all self-published authors. If they can do it, you can do it. So if you got something to write, you got something to say, put it in a book. Let's get it published. Get in touch with them, because they tell you I get put. I can't. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Can we say thank you to Yes, 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 um, please, Special, please. special thank you to all of the sponsors who contributed to this right. event. We That's really right. appreciate you guys. That's right. Beyond yeah. Vegan and what are the... Casita Bookstore. Casita Bookstore. AEM Catering. AEM Catering and Content um, Logistics. Yeah, we never want to forget our sponsors, you know, because uh, with them, that's what makes our event successful. So we appreciate uh, the shout-out for them. We want to make sure that shout-out, though, is loud and clear, though, because they gave some money to this event. So let's come. Somebody stand right here. Give all four or five right there. Know all their names. And let's – come on, come on. We want to make sure we give them – yes. Come right here in the show. Right here. We want to support them sponsors. All right, so AEM Catering. Woo! Woo! Casita's Books. Woo! And Content Logistics. Woo! Beyond Vegan Cafe. Woo! All right, all right. So let's give it up for the authors that put on this wonderful black children. Let's Let's wait. Wait. <laughs> I knew they finish it up. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Malik's Bookshelf, where topics on the shelf are books, culture, and community. Be sure to subscribe and leave me a review. Check out my Instagram at Malik Books. See you next time.